Welcome to the Color of Ideas podcast. Today is December 19th, 2021, a Sunday. The temperature is about 45, and as usual, I'm walking in a state park. I'll do my best to raise my feet up so that they don't rustle in the leaves. I've been having quite a bit of trouble with that, where the sound of the leaves is is almost as loud as my voice. So I'm going to try to stay conscious in this and not have noisy feet, so to speak. Okay, today is a a totally random day. I, I tried to come up with something to talk about, and I just haven't come up with anything uh, compelling enough. So I'm going to ramble uh, and uh, I'm going to begin with some things that I've learned as a result of, of being an abstract artist. The, the first thing I learned is just how non-visual I am. <laughs> it's true. I, and I, I don't believe I had understood how deep this runs in me until I started painting in 2012. And now my awareness has grown and I'm shocked. Uh, As early as 1972, that's, uh, I was 22, uh, a girlfriend and I, we hiked six weeks on the Appalachian Trail. And while my friend was all full of looking and oh let's take this side trail and let's do this exploration and let's do I wasn't I wasn't involved in that at all the truth is I spent that entire time thinking reflecting and so in other words it was a completely interior thing I wasn't paying attention to what was around me I like hiking. I still like hiking to this day. Backpacking is over in my life. Uh, But uh, hiking, uh, walking, oh, I'm a huge fan. Uh, Evidenced by the fact that I do four miles every Sunday, but I do uh, five miles a day just walking dogs and and enjoying that life of being outdoors. Uh, Well, anyway, uh, 1972. Yeah, the whole thing was an interior reflection. Walking works very well with thinking. Uh, Now that hike in 72, that was a challenging hike. The hike that I take here on Sundays is, I call it a senior citizen trail. I mean, it's almost level and very well marked. So it's perfect for me because the dog gets the benefit. I have a dog with me and I get to the physical exercise and I do what I usually do, which is go inside. Uh, From time to time, uh, you know, while I'm here, if something is particularly striking, I'll take a picture. Like I, I took a picture when I started of the lake. I like to do that from time to time because to show up the different seasons for this one particular view. But it is um, surprising to me that I've been this way for as long as I can remember. As a little girl, I, I don't have thoughts about that, except that it never bothered me about clothes. I never thought about clothes. Teenage years, preteen, nowhere. In fact, some of my earliest memories go back to my saying to my mother, I don't want another dress. I don't want any new clothes. 
I just was like that. So in turning to making art when I was in my 60s, it just helped me to understand uh, how embedded that is in me. Go inside. That's where I lived. That's where I lived as a child. My, my games were fantasy. My games were pretending with myself. As I uh, roller skated or rode my bike, I was pretending a scenario in my head. Um, so it works perfectly for being an abstract artist because I am not painting trees, landscapes, people, nature, nothing uh, that's objective and out there in front of me. What I, the place that I paint from is in fact deeply interior and has no map at all. I'm putting color, shape, um, texture on a canvas and I have no idea at all uh, where I'm headed. No, no inspiration is going on consciously. I'm making a journey and I can generally tell when I arrive because I'll have what I call an aha moment where I want to stop. Okay, this is this is just wonderful. Stop here. And uh, so I like to say that abstract art picked me much more than I picked it. There was never any question in my mind uh, to go towards realism or abstraction. In order to go to realism, A, you have to be observant, and B, you, ha you have to have technique to accomplish what you want to go, go after. And I'm, I'm not disciplined in that way, and I'm not visual in that way, so that was never going to work. So that is just a major insight which came to which came to me and then developed into how profound it is. So when I go to someone's house or when I go anywhere, uh, I'm not one who's going to say, "Wow, those the, talk about how something looked." It was kind of funny that we have in raising children. One of our daughters is highly visual, so. She would say to me at four and five, you know, she, uh, she'd be talking about people at church. That woman wore that dress last Sunday, or that woman hasn't worn that dress for a long time. And I began to talk to her about this, and she says, you know, she knew what that person had in their closet. She could tell you what everybody wore last week. And it's like, oh my goodness. Now, <laughs> as her mother, I'm thinking to myself, I wear the same thing to church every Sunday. Every Sunday, year in, year out, decade in, decade out, same thing. Raising the children, they had a Sunday dress. The boys had their navy pants and a white shirt. I mean, <laughs> so that little girl was born into our family. In fact, when she was around 10, she would be dressing, you know, she had choices to make about what to wear. It's true, all their clothes were from thrift stores, but I mean, I would be happy to get, you know, something that they wanted. But this little girl, this, our daughter, she thought that if she dressed differently from me, that I wouldn't love her. Because I would be looking at her drawings of people, and, her, you know, she would dress her women, so to speak, her ladies, 
all fancied out. Oh my word. <laughs> I would say to her, I, you don't want to be looking like me. You want to find your colors and your fashion. And it took, oh, I don't know, two years to help her to get free to do that. She would wear long dresses because I wore a long denim skirt, still do. And, uh, but I, she finally got free and now she's totally free. <laughs> so um, she's the most visual in the family, but there are others. But <laughs> neither my husband nor I are visual. Uh, some months ago, I came into the house and I said to, uh, to Fred, my husband, is, do you think the crepe myrtle out front has blossoms on it or not? And he said, he just guessed, no blossoms. I said, Fred, it's in full bloom. And I had just noticed that day. So it had probably been in bloom for a month. Yeah, so that's, that's how crippled we both are in terms of being visual, which works out great for a husband and a wife because um, the way our house looks, it hits like a warehouse for storing stuff. It's not some welcoming, warm, uh, attractive place at all. In fact, many times over the years, you know, people have asked me if we just moved in. Uh, A, because we have next to nothing, and B, because there's no effort at all to make things look attractive. At present, the walls are covered in my artwork, and the large living room, which is um, my studio, yeah, it looks like a warehouse for art supplies with the, the easel in front. I mean, the easel in the middle, the big canvas. So this is just a crucial thing that I learned from painting. Now, the second point that is a lifetime uh, thought for me and really answered uh, a question that I've been questing after trying to find an answer for decades, you know, certainly starting back to my teens. I've always been hugely attracted to uh, simplicity. I, I, I've always thought that that traced to my father. My father was born in 1916 uh, in a town of 100 in rural Kentucky. So they lived on a large block of uh, acreage and it was a very simple life. Oh my word. Uh, during World War II, my mother went to live with my father's parents while he was in the service. She was supposed to stay there for the duration of the war. But <laughs> the way uh, Baltimore uh, was developed in the 40s versus 100 population town in rural Texas, they didn't map onto each other at all. So when she stayed with her, her in-laws, uh, my um, grandparents, they had no central heat. They had no pipes or anything to, to enable heat. You know, there was the wood-burning stove in the kitchen, and that's what heated the house, if you can call it that. And they went to bed in the winter. They went to bed at like 7 p.m. and got up at well, everyone got up at 5 a.m., but uh, my grandmother would be up at like 3 because she is the one who would uh, fill, put wood in the stove, get the wood going, 
and get the breakfast planned, or I guess she already get the breakfast. So she's up at like three. And I remember my father saying to his mother when he was a little boy, Mom, I can get up and, and lay the fire for you. No, son, you, you sleep in and then you milk the cows when you get up. So in the 40s, when my mother was there, it was freezing. And they go to bed at uh, seven o'clock during the winter and up way pre-dawn. And I think they had some oil lights, no electricity and no indoor plumbing. So the water comes from, it has to be pumped. And there was an outhouse. And food, huh, my, my grandmother says to my mother, would you go out and take this little hatchet and kill one of those chickens and bring it back in here? And my mother just stared at her. Now my grandmother never used a hatchet. She would pick the chicken up by the head, give it a swing, the, the neck broke, and that was it. She was uh, giving my mother a hatchet, but there's no way mother would do that. So come spring, my mother went back to her own mother in the Baltimore area and never went back there again. But so that's, the, that's where I thought my simplicity came from. But by the time I was in my 20s, I understood that having less stuff, that's not what I was after. That was not satisfying either. And believe me, my stuff in my 20s was very small. I moved into my first apartment. I had a foam mat on the floor, cardboard boxes to put clothes in, and uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, eventually, I got a table out of somebody's trash and a bench and a lamp because I, that's so that was like my work table. But uh, I had next to nothing and I, I haven't progressed a whole lot from that uh, if you subtract all my art supplies. I do have a lot of art supplies. Okay, so if having a few things isn't the simplicity that I want, what on earth is it? Now, this is the revelation of my life, and it, it came from making art. And I've shared this before, but I'm, end, I'm using it to end up this year because uh, it, it is a, a striking um, thought. And it came while I was painting. When I paint as an abstract arter, artist, I, I allow my mind to go entirely blank. I don't have any thoughts going on at all. I don't even know what color the paint's gonna be. I just kind of look at what I have and I'll be drawn to a color. My, my paint is in 32 ounce jars. So here's a, you know, a dozen colors. Which one am I gonna use? And something will draw me to one of those colors. So I started thinking about the getting empty part of painting. And that led me to how I see that as similar to prayer. When I pray, I try to do the same thing. Uh, there's a certain formal prayers that I might use, but I try to leave plenty of time for getting quiet on the inside and, and attempting to allow myself to uh, let God speak into my heart. Now, I'm, I'm very much committed to my faith, and this is a major part of who I am. It's the foundation of everything. Okay, so I thought about how painting and prayer both have that in common, this getting empty. 
And then this is where the revelation came that something in me made this connection that my kind of simplicity, the simplicity that I'm looking for is not less stuff, but less of me. Now that fell on me like a ton of bricks. What do I mean by that? <laughs> Without realizing it, I mean, I had like this heart response to this thought. I want to get rid of my decidedness, my uh, opinionatedness, my boldness. Um, it, they're all the negative qualities. I'm not, I, I want to be free and empty as a vessel for God. Now, that may sound creepy for the people who uh, aren't on that kind of journey, but it really has been a game changer for me. Yes, I want to be empty. I want to be able to be like Christ. I want to be uh, completely humble and gentle, patient, loving. I'm, I'm, I'm referencing a specific um, scripture, Ephesians 4.2, which is my lifetime scripture and which addresses that very thought. That's the simplicity that I want. The simplicity, the singularity, the oneness with God. So I don't, I don't just end that this year with that thought. This is like almost a mantra that I want to take into the rest of my life. And I fail. I just fail miserably at this. You know, my husband is so different from, from me. And we've been married 42 years. I need to just be quiet when he does something that drives me crazy. Yesterday, he said to me, what time are we leaving to go to our sons for lunch? Because we had been invited. And I said, noon. And he said, I thought that's when we were supposed to be there. Okay, now he'd already asked me that same question earlier in the day. And so asking it again, and I, I, I didn't have a charitable response. I said, you asked when we are supposed to leave. Here's when we are we're supposed to leave. Now, that's the answer to your question. And that's just not a, a kind response. And so that's an example of how far I am away from implementing what I, who I want to be like. Christ, ever-loving, humble, gentle, patient. And so, but the fact that it's painting, abstract painting, which many people look at as uh, just slinging paint on a canvas, that out of this slinging paint came the revelation of a lifetime. I answered a question, I solved a riddle, which I've been working on, let's say from my teens into my uh, le 60s, if this hit me, my latter 60s. So we're talking over 40 years. I solved that through abstract painting. Now, in the course of this year, I have noticed that I've been painting less. I, I left my last art studio uh, this past August, so I've been at the home studio from August to December, and I definitely am painting less, that is, on canvas. I'm creating more, but I'm doing uh, fewer canvases. I'm doing what I call small projects. And if you're interested in that, I have a Facebook page called Easy Art Projects. 
the letter E, the letter Z, art projects. And being on the narcissism scale as I am, of course, I think that my Facebook page for these small projects is fabulous. Okay, so yes, I highly recommend it and uh, encourage you to take a look at it. So I'm doing lots of these small things that I can do right on my lap. Uh, Usually I'm watching a documentary, watching a movie, listening uh, to something, and uh, but I'm working away. It's a very wonderful time of my day from about 10 at night to 1 in the morning. And uh, sometimes it's so exciting that, you know, I'm going to, even after a hot bath, I have trouble getting to sleep because I can get super riffed. Now that might only happen three times in a year. Mostly I can make a, a good transition, but it is an exciting thing. And what I've noticed is that by doing all these small projects, often on uh, unconventional materials, when you think of being an abstract artist, uh, currently I'm on this thing about uh, pu- putting um, art on ceramics. So a bowl, a cup, a plate, a dish, um, Sometimes they're from the thrift store. Sometimes I find something that uh, really attracts me at Target, which has become uh, a, a virtual art supply store for me. So for under $5, I'm, I'm able to bring home uh, one or two things. And and I've evolved this past year from lines and dots and interesting graphics to full-on, completely developed abstract art that just knocks my socks off. So... Uh, In general, this year, I see myself as just gaining in confidence and in power, in boldness, which uh, thrills me and and helps a lot because the more uh, I believe in myself, the more I'm liberated to be uh, experimental and uh, moving forward into discoveries that I, I might have been reticent about in the past. Uh, no more. That, the, that is completely gone. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that. And I feel like I am having a, this a growing desire to get back to canvas. So that's going to be my uh, plan for 2022. I, I want to do some, some canvases, especially I want to do some six foot by six foot. And I've, with all these small projects that I've done, this incredible work, I think. I'm going to start out by picking one of those, one of these smaller works, and putting them on a large canvas and see how that works. Um, I have particularly had a lot of fun this past year in taking cardboard books, or sometimes not a cardboard chunky book, but, but a kid's book that might have 20 pages, and then use a marker and do artwork on each page. Usually I'm I'm completely filling the page. There's no text, there's no image left at all. And the work that I've done is thrilling, positively thrilling. Now, of course, remember, that's the artist talking. Uh, So that's been another part of this year, and I could very well end up choosing one of those pages to turn into artwork. And when I think about this, um, I probably have easily uh, 20 different small projects that I feel so strongly about that I would indeed like to see them at, at um, if not the six by six foot scale, 
the um, three foot by four foot, something like that. So I want to uh, get unstuck in that area because like I said, I haven't done um, a lot of canvas painting since August. Up until August, I was pretty busy. But once I left the studio and came back to the house, I focused more on the smaller work. I also have been very attentive to our three dogs and making sure that they get a lot of activity. And then of course there's uh, shopping, cooking, cleaning, and spending time with my wonderful husband. So I'm noting here that I've been talking for 24 minutes, you know, and this is, uh, I, I'm calling them random thoughts because I didn't have any idea that I was going down this trail. And, you know, something else that I might try for 2022. You know, when I paint, I don't have anything in mind. I, and this, this um, podcast, this is an example. You could call this an abstract podcast. I mean, I just meandered and a door opened and I kept developing and going down that line. And so for 2022, I'm thinking about trying this for writing. Normally when I write, it's uh, very much a first person story, just like my podcasts. For me, writing is just like talking. I've, I, I've, everything that I've talked about here, that would be something that I, in the past I might have written about. But having discovered podcasts, man, this is so easy to do. But I want to try writing in an abstract way, so to speak, where I don't have a narrative, I don't have an objective, where I just start and I let words take me where they want to go. I want to give that a, uh, a try. So that's another goal for 2022. Um, get back to canvas painting and uh, consider uh, writing in, with this kind of abstract approach. So I believe I have um, finished myself out here and I hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time. So long.